Good evening. Today is Monday, February 12th, and we are studying the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. This week's chapter is, help me out here. Into action. Into action. That's what I thought. Okay. And this week's chapter is into action, and our speaker tonight is Nancy P. Thank you, Nancy P. Hi, uh, I'm Nancy P. We covered in Westmont, Massachusetts. I thought I, I haven't been to this meeting in a very long time, um, and I forgot that I don't know. I forgot the format. I even didn't have the um, dial-in information anymore. I had to ask Ian for it. <laughs> um, so, you know, I was telling somebody today. Um, about step, yeah, I was talking about step 11 and, um, but I was talking about it in terms of step two or three or whatever it says. Um, you know, what seemed, what's the, what do I want to say? Anyways, well, we found ourselves accepting many things which then seemed out of reach. So, when I started the steps, I mean, I've been through them many, many, many times to no effect until uh, six years ago when I went through them with and then recovered and have not hurt myself with food in six years and change. And um, I never imagined that I would be able to do that. I never, in a billion, million years, I couldn't have written a movie script or anything with all special effects, everything. I could not have written a story about my life the way that it is today, so much filled with so much joy and exuberance and buoyancy and light. And because um, I always thought, I'm never going to be able to accept this stuff. And, um, you know, so step 11, starts with prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. I bet you're all wondering how the agnostic is going to tell you how she did it. But I can tell you I did it and I did it well or I feel like I did. And, you know, my opinion is the only one that counts in this case, because, you know, I'm happy, joyous, and free. I help other people. I don't hurt myself with food. I comprehend the word serenity, and I know peace. So I guess that's pretty good. Um, and how, how did it happen? You know, I, I can't, I just thought that, that, you know, how can, how am I going to accept this? Not just accept it. I can't, accepting is, no, is not useful to me. I need to embrace things. I need to hold them close in order for them to have any effect. And as long as I worked, as long as I thought that abstinence was the goal, I failed. I failed at that, and I failed at any kind of working knowledge of serenity. Um, and what I, what I never understood was that it's not about the food at all, like at all. And, um, and then I was left with this big hump, this God hump that I thought I'm never going to get over. Oh my God, I'm just never going to get over it. But, you know, um, and I know we're not talking about we agnostics, but it's such a part of my, who I am. My agnosticism is what allowed me to recover because when I choked out my secret that I wasn't sure that I believed in God, my sponsor kind of blew me off and she said, well, you haven't had a spiritual awakening yet, so don't worry about it. That was when I was on step three, approaching step four. And I thought, you know, okay, she's the crazy one, but I'm going to do what she says because I'm not eating compulsively. And, you know, what I did was I shut up and I listened, which is a chronic problem for me is not listening and, and not shutting up, but mostly not listening. Um, 
because I thought I had already done all that. You know, I, I scoffed. I didn't come to pray. I didn't remain to pray. I was already scoffing, you know, perhaps he came to scoff. He may remain to pray. Like I was always scoffing, saying, I already know this. I've been through this book a million times, which is true. Tens of thousands, perhaps hundreds of thousands of times. I've been in the program, this very big book that I had rebound. My parents gave this to me as a gift in 1979. I still use the same book. It's, you know, it's only a thing, but it's, it's precious to me. And, um, you know, I was always scoffing, thinking, I know, or more like, I know, leave me alone. I know, you know, like, that's like, you don't make many friends when you look like that, let me tell you. And, um, you know, and I, I didn't know how to, I didn't know what I didn't know. And I didn't know how to get past it. I just struggled like a fish on a line, just always exhausted and always angry. And, you know, I put the food down and I wonder, why am I still so angry? Never, never anything good just why am I, I thought I wasn't going to be so angry anymore and and you know if I if I stopped being angry for, for even one second I wanted to turn myself inside out because not eating food not eating compulsively makes me completely manic I cannot handle it and um you know I need to buy something I need to do something I can't enjoy my life which is a wonderful wonderful life I have a fantastic life and and I didn't appreciate it. And I, and I picked fights with people, you know, in thin or not thin, you know, I don't, I dislike the word abstinence, but you know, eating or not eating, I picked fights with people eating or not eating. I was mad eating or not eating everything. I am a compulsive overeater of the hopeless variety and powerless over food, whether I'm eating or not, food has nothing to do with it. And I'm powerless over everything. And I, and I don't care anymore, you know, more bring more powerlessness on i say bring it on i want more more powerlessness and the reason i think that is because i discovered the secret to to all of it and um anyone who knows me it's not going to be a surprise to hear me say the word surrender and you know i was beaten broken bruised and bleeding when i came in and i surrendered and i said just like i threw up my hands i said i don't know and please tell me and um I don't know what they told me. All I know is I did whatever I was told immediately and as hard as I could, and I got better. But I didn't know that I was getting better. All I knew was that suddenly things had changed. And, you know, this whole, you know, I'm agnostic and I'm not an atheist, but I'm definitely not a believer. So I live very comfortably and happily in that gray area in between. Everybody, everybody, there is not any exception. Has called anybody who's talked to me or called me up and said, they try to summarize it in terms of believing in something, but there's nothing there. There's no there there for me. And, um, and I needed an open mind, but my problem was that not only was my mind shut, it was rusted shut, welded shut and had gunk on it. Like I needed some spiritual WD 40 and a chisel to open my mind. And, um, you know, failure and despair and rage and pain and fear are those things that I just said, you know, WD-40 and a chisel. Like, I could not live anymore the way that I was living. And I still, you know, I, I just, I got a sponsor and I did what she said. I made up my own food plan, but there isn't a woman in America that doesn't know how to lose weight if you've been through a grocery line before you know what to do. Like, you know, lose 20 pounds in three weeks. So you know, cut the carbs, eat fr fresh fruits and vegetables, and you'll be all right. And, um, 
And so I did that. And now I see a professional and she handles, you know, to tells me if I'm doing okay. And, you know, and, and I, I never, ever, ever eat um, compulsively under any circumstances. I never hide, sneak, cheat, lie, pick or lick. I don't do any of it. Um, and I never think about food in terms of those things ever. Um, I do think about it a lot because I'm, you know, like, do I have enough salad? We're getting a big storm tomorrow. I went to the grocery store today. It was like there were 9 million people there. It took me five minutes, six minutes to get a parking spot. And I was like, what the, you know, I was not happy because the people were getting in my way. Um, but I got all the stuff that I needed, you know, so I don't have to think about food for a couple of days. And, um, and, and so, you know, step 11. So I don't pray. I don't meditate. Mm. And so what do I do? I have this life that's unbelievable because, you know, everything has to come from within. So my surrendering created a huge vacuum, a huge empty spot, and nature abhors a vacuum. And I needed something that was going to take care of me. And, you know, all I did was keep my head down and keep swimming. You know, I always say, when are we, you know, the, the only question is when are we going to get to England? And the only answer is shut up and keep swimming. So all I did was what I was told, and I just kept going. And I began to change, just like what the book says. Other people were aware of it before I was. And, um, and, and, I thought, you know, I came out of the closet or I realized that I was agnostic and, and embraced it. And all of a sudden my whole world opened up. And, and so I don't pray and I don't meditate, but I do as a thing, but I do prayerful and meditative things. And this is gonna sound ridiculous, but I love to do my husband's laundry. Um, I like to take care of him because it's a, it's a spiritual thing. I love him so much and I wanna take care of him. I told him today, I forgot to buy him a Valentine's Day card. <laughs> he told me Hallmark would be much more upset about it than he would. <laughs> and, um, you know, I have a great relationship with him. And he never turns his shirts inside out, like right side out when he puts them in the wash. And I hate that. But I love it because it reminds me that I love him. And that's how, that's how I get my spiritual sustenance, by doing things like that and seeing it from an entirely different angle. And... Um, you know, I came from this dark place, this, I mean, this bottom below bottoms, you know, I, I, um, I just had a really rough period of my life. My daughter was self-harming and, and it was very difficult. And, um, I was getting called at work three times a week. You got to come and get her. I, I felt like I was getting tased every time my cell phone rang, I'd, I'd look at it and I'd be like, it's her, the guidance counselor again. Oh my God, what am I going to do? And, um, she's, well, you know, fine now. She's entering her, has entered her last semester in college. She's in a healthy relationship. She's working for a job. She's great. She's beautiful and fantastic and funny. And she's getting a scuba license for some reason. I don't know. And, um, and so I, you know, we got through that and um, I got better in the middle of that. Like in, at her worst point is when I recovered. And that's how come I know it can be done. Um, because I did it. And if I can do it, I'm, you know, I put nothing into this program for the first 47 years that I was in it and I got nothing out of it. I put the slightest speck of effort into it, really. I mean, I do spend a lot of time, but in the beginning, all I did was shut up and listen. That's all I did, I swear it. Um, and my everything changed. Just from looking at it from a little bit of a different angle, like I love folding inside out shirts now. I mean, I turn them right side out, but I mean, I love folding inside out shirts now. I work in my garden. 
the happiest chore that I do of anything that I do at all in my entire life is plant pansies in March or early April. I love it. They're so happy and cheerful and they remind me that the year is getting, you know, renewing itself and I'm renewing myself. And I just love that. And, um, you know, I feel like um, there's so many things like surrender allows the chatter to drain away and it leaves space in my mind for inspired thought. I am. And that's what they say. I'm allowed to be inspired. I'm not the inspiring one. I mean, my, my thinking becomes inspired. My thinking is different. You know, I've changed, you know, new thinking has rushed in. I think straight, you know, surrender has restored my sight. I see where I'm wrong. And I understand that my feelings don't have to own me anymore. You know, sometimes I'm human. Sometimes I get angry. Sometimes I get afraid. Sometimes I get impatient or whatever, you know, sometimes I'm you know, exuberantly happy. And I have to watch out for stuff like that. You know, I want, I don't want to be just like, hmm, but I, I don't want to be like, you know, on cocaine. <laughs> I don't want to be like, Ugh. you know, I don't want to be like that. I want to live a normal, you know, life with everything in it, all the mess and all the joy. I want all of that. And, um, you know, sometimes it's a slog, but I don't, the only prayer that I say on a regular basis, not regular, but if I need one really bad is goes like this. I don't like this. I don't want things to be this way. That's my only prayer that I say. And the reason I say it is because it's the purest form of supplication. You know, when I, um, when my, I have two kids, my son is 17 months older than my daughter. And for a long time, like until he was in college I think he was mad that I had a second baby like she was home from the hospital 20 minutes and he bit her couldn't believe it you know I put her on the floor and said look she's so cute and he bit her and she cried and it was awful and and you know and later when he was you know she could walk a little bit she did something you know normal like you know walk over to him and he hit her and I said stop doing that and he, she, he said I don't want her here I don't want her here I don't like her I don't want her to be here and, you know, you got to respect the truth. Like That's exactly what he felt. And I never forgot that. And so that's exactly what I feel like when, when I feel like I need something to change me. You know, I don't like this. I don't want things to be this way. And as soon as I say it out loud, the power of it is gone. And that's like, that's like my, my biggest takeaway about step 11 is that I do not do anything myself. I love to seek counsel from others. I love to look at things from an entirely different angle because I am no longer the grouch of the brainstorm. And I can't stand it when I start to get that way because, you know, my default position is that my, that's what I, that's how I was, you know, programmed to be. And, um, you know, I don't wake up in the morning untreated. I believe that I wake up in the morning treated, but if I don't take my medicine, I'm going to get untreated. Really, I'm going to get sick again. And so, you know, that's what I want. I want to be, happy, joyous, and free. I want to be of service to other people. I want to be, you know, say hello to my family. When I, I was gone all day today, I had a sewing class and I finished, I finished my project. We've been working on it for six months, like $5 million worth of stuff. It's finally done. Um, I'm so excited about it. And, um, you know, I, that's what I want. And um, I believe that the more I surrender, the more, um, serenity that is going to rush into my life. I don't, you know, I don't feel like I have to get in touch with anything. It's already there. It's part of, it's a working part of my mind. It's part of who I am today. I mean, I don't, 
I'm not into God like at all. I'm not an atheist, but I, you know, I'd rather chew glass and, you know, pray to God. And, um, but yet here I am with this serenity, no vicissitude can shake it. It's rock solid. My cornerstone has been set in place. And um, I, you know, I can't really say like, you know, I do my 11th step inventory 365 days a year, no matter what. I, you know, I take life-saving medication twice a day, once in the morning at one uh, blood pressure medication and statins at night and just a little tiny dose. And, um, you know, I don't have any, um, yeah, I don't have any regrets about that. You know, I like, I take that every day and I've forgotten to take those or for some reason not been able to, didn't fill the prescription, couldn't fill it or something. More often than I have not done my 11-step inventory, I just never forget it. And it asks you all the questions. Were we resentful? Were we afraid? Were we self-seeking? Were, you know, all these things, you know, did we try to help other people? And, you know, I tell the truth that, you know, I don't really live in resentment anymore because I can see that nobody wants to be a jerk, like a grouch in a brainstorm. Nobody wants that. I didn't want to do that, even though I couldn't help myself. Same about the eating. I couldn't help myself. I didn't want to eat. I just couldn't not do it. And today I, I can do that. Today I I don't worry about anything. Um, I don't. Three, I don't three minutes. Perfect. I don't worry about anything. I have um, I have this this knowledge, this assurance, this calm center that never fails me ever. And I've gone through some, you know, really difficult things. And you know, I'll say um, two last things before I close. Like in Bill's story, which I used to blow through in like two minutes with my sponsees, this on page fifteen it says, my um. You know, he didn't get work for a year and a half, but he soon found that work with a, a new person would um, save the day. It works when all other measures fail. And I disagree with that. I think if I wait till all other measures fail, I'm in way deeper trouble than I thought. And then it in the next paragraph, it talks about how um, his wife and he and his wife threw this, uh, themselves into this new way of living. It works even in rough going. And my, my attitude is, again, I disagree. It works especially in rough going. Like anybody... Like, if you feel great, you know, like who needs that stuff? It's when you feel bad that you need it to work the most. And so, and not only that, it has a dual purpose. It, it, it takes you, you know, prevents you from feeling or cures you from feeling bad or prevents it from happening in the first place. Like, who wouldn't want that? And so, you know, I slog along. I feel like I'm on this new plane. I've been rocketed into, rocketed into a new dimension. And I, you know... My feelings don't, I, I feel feelings, but I don't suffer from them and they don't own me anymore. I'm still capable, even if I'm angry or upset or afraid, I'm still more than capable of acting um, kind and tolerant and loving and patient and generous and all the things that I've decided that I want the thing that takes care of me to be, you know, two questions. What do you want it to be and what do you want it to do for you? So I want it to be all those things and I, what do I want it to do for me? Make me into those things. And I, I feel like it has. And, and, you know, I, I just, I haven't really had um, any problems that have, that haven't been resolved. And, you know, this answers all of our problems, just like what it says in the book, all of it, every single promise, promise in this book, every single one of them has come true. And today, 
I attract the kinds of reactions and relationships that I always craved but could never have. And, um, you know, I'm just swimming in happiness and joy. And everything that I have is for everybody on this meeting and everybody that wants it. It's free, it's abundant, and it's available to everybody. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you, Nancy P. Beautiful. We will now open the meeting for questions and or for three-minute shares. As this is a big book study, sharing and questions should relate specifically to the chapter and step being studied this week, step 11. We ask you to accept this guideline in order to keep the meeting on track. If you'd like to share or ask a question, please raise your virtual hand, which is under reactions, or star nine if you're on the phone. I will call the raised hands in the order and the Zoom host will ask you to unmute when it's your turn. With the timekeeper, please set the timer for three minutes for each share and announce when the time is up. If the speaker is asked a question, please allow three minutes for the answer. Okay, let's get started. Uh, let's see who is first. Okay, Meredith? No. Claudine, yeah. Okay. Hi, I'm Claudine B. I'm recovered in Nashville, Tennessee. Nancy, it's really good to see you. Um, I enjoy your share so much because you um, you just say it like it is. And I appreciate the. I really appreciate that. Um, I really related to when you said um, I didn't do anything because I, you know, screwed around in this program for 10 years, faithfully going and saying no every step of the way. I will not do this. I will not do this. I might do this. I might, you know, taking up people's time, parroting what they said, the whole deal. And then when God brought me straight down to my knees, I finally, you know, I would swear. And I always say this, I leaned in just barely. You probably couldn't even notice it, but I just barely leaned in and said, I'm done. I surrender finally. And it just, that was it. That was it. And um, my life has changed dramatically, like 45 years of therapy never could. And so um, I really related to that. And I, um, I also related to what you were talking about, about being angry, getting angry and mad and all those things. And I, that's still one of my big character defects. And I want it, the biggest thing that has changed is that I want so desperately to be changed. I want, I do get mad and I do have to do 10 steps on my anger, but I want, I actually want to be changed. So that has been another tremendous thing about this program. I really appreciate your share and it is good to see you. Thank you, Claudine, so much. Okay, Meredith. Hey everybody, um, Meredith B. Recovered uh, Compulsive O-Reader in Nashville. Um, it is good to see you, Nancy. It's been a while and you just make me laugh. I love your, <laughs> your expressions and the way you present things. Spiritual w WD-40, that is a new one. That's great. Um, I love what you said about your husband's shirts and just that is a symbol of really anything. I can reframe anything. I was actually thinking right before the meeting. Um, if what I have is a disease and I'm 
I mean, I believe God created me. And this is, it, I don't think he makes mistakes and I have this thing. Like, how could I not be thankful for it? And really, once I got away from being miserable, um, I don't know, when I started piecing things together, um, now it's, I am grateful for this disease that, I mean, look at all of the, it's just brought so much joy in my life. The, all of you people like are evidence of, of that, these rich relationships and support that I have that I never had um, until I spoke it. And that's another thing you talked about was like speaking something, just saying it just takes the teeth out of it. Um, and it's not, especially saying it to a fellow. I think it was on an OA talk years ago that I heard somebody say a problem shared is a problem solved. And I adopted that. And I just, I raised my son saying that thinking that's great. It, it's true. I, I, I never feel as bad as I did after I share something. Um, let's see. Um, yeah, I, well, I don't have that much time, but yeah, it was when I was broken and bloodied and just, you know, I was done out of ideas is when things changed. Um, cause as long as I had an idea, I was going to try it. Um, but I guess I tried them all. So yay, I'm out of them. Good to see you, Nancy. I'll pass. Thank you, Meredith. Okay, next up is Joe. Come on in. Hi, I'm Joe. Welcome to Baltimore Reader. Um, Nancy, this is the second time I've heard you speak, and I, I think you're an awesome, awesome, awesome trip. Um, anybody that can use WD-40 and vicissitudes in the same speech, <laughs> I'm okay. Um, I just want to, I heard so much. I got so many reminders. I feel the same way. I, it, I did very little. And I have gotten so much. And I was in OA before and I worked my butt off. And I don't think I got nearly, I thought I worked my butt off. I, I, I put a lot of effort into a lot of things. And it hasn't been that way this time. Um, and I just wonder at that every day. I'm like, how did this happen? I don't understand how this happened. But I, I realized, or I became... Um, pleasantly aware while you were speaking of a number of things and one was despite my best efforts to ruin my own life I have had blessings and opportunities put in front of me my whole life and I can call that adversity or I can call and I can call that not as much as somebody else I can call it unfair I can call it it didn't count I can come up with any negative way on that. And I'm really good at that. And I've done it my whole life Or I can go, holy smokes, thanks. That was awesome. <laughs> so that's just, it's just this twist in attitude that somehow this program makes possible. And it's, I, I will, I will go to my grave trying to figure out how it works. And I don't think I ever will completely understand it, but I do believe that 
the process of cleaning up um, helps you get clarity about so many things, especially so many good things in your life. I have a whole new appreciation. The promises, every single word in the promises makes sense and has come true for me. And on a day when I don't believe it's true for me, on a day when I'm focused on, I don't know, how much how many cars there were in the grocery store parking lot or this totally annoying person at work or having too much work to do in too little time, whatever. When I focus on that instead of on how lucky I am to be able to afford groceries or how lucky I am to have a career that I love or the flip side of whatever's annoying me, uh, that one little twist can make my day so joyous and so, and I, I, I don't think that's astonishing to know. I think I probably always knew that, but I somehow lacked the ability to flip that switch. And now when I catch myself in the negativity, when I sort of realize it, I, I just have to laugh at myself because where has that gotten me all this time? It's just silly that I still, you know, default to some of those behaviors, but I have tools now to stop those behaviors and turn it around. And I just want to finish by saying acceptance is the answer to all my problems today. Whenever anyone or anything bothers the hell out of me, it's me. It's not them. It's something inside that I can flip a switch and that thing that's the burr under my saddle will go away. Um, thanks for letting me share. Thank you so much, Joe. Next up is Darcy. Hey everybody, I'm Darcy. I'm a compulsive overeater and sugar addict. Yeah, grateful to be at this meeting. And uh, yeah, this is my first time being here. I'm glad that I heard uh, the speaker. Thank you for your qualification. Yeah, yeah, there were definitely um, lots of good tidbits and lots of information, uh, lots of experience, strength, and hope that I heard from you. Uh, yeah, I too, I'm actually, so I've been in the program for a while, for a few years, um, but I never started, like, um, I didn't work, start officially working the steps and finding, uh, like, I, I found an amazing sponsor within the last three months, and I have to say, it's it's done a world of good for me. Yeah. Also that, in, in addition to, uh, I've been doing a lot of intense therapy on and off throughout my life, but um, it didn't really, but yeah, like, I can definitely relate to what you're saying about it. I've, I, yeah, it, it took a while for stuff to finally hit. I've been through a lot in my life with uh, relationships and, um, and eating and stuff like that. But I too have a, definitely a blessed life. Um, and uh, now that I'm working through my issues, I'm starting to see that and stuff. Cause I've used to play victim a lot. Yeah. I've struggled with anxiety and anger. Yeah. I had two of anger issues, but I, but I stuffed them. I'm going to stuff them a lot. And like, I'm very past. I was used to be very passive aggressive and, uh, but, um, hungry, angry, lonely, and tired was always a thing for me. Yeah. But yeah, with the help of my higher power and just, uh, I'm struggled with getting diagnosed with diabetes in the middle of the early of the pandemic. And, uh, I'm grateful that I don't have any complications. Um, and it's in the, early stages, but I'm finally getting to a place of, I've got a really good food plan and, uh, a nutritionalist and, and I've got a great support system. And, uh, 
people in my life, but um, and especially OA, I think <laughs> without OA, I don't don't know where I'd be. But I, I definitely feel that sense of lightness. Uh, I don't feel nearly as anxious as I used to, which I am so like it's such a it's a miracle every day that I can get through my days with. Uh, I mean, I still have it here and there, but it doesn't like take hold of me, <laughs> take hold of me like it used to, especially now that I'm not in the food as much anymore. Yeah. I don't, I don't count days of abstinence, but I do know that, John, uh, I mean, I'm not a hundred percent abstinent, but I'm so much better than I was. And I pr uh, pray for food neutrality and I have like uh, a lot of fun and joy in my life and peace. Peace is, peace is a thing that I've always been looking for. Uh, That's time, Darcy. Thank you so much. So yeah, I'm definitely grateful for serenity. Thank you so much, Darcy. And Penny, you're up. Hi, everybody. I'm Penny, compulsive overeater in Chicago. Oh, Nancy, I just, whenever I hear your voice, I know what's coming next. Surrender, surrender, surrender. <laughs> and I love that about you. I have to switch my screen here so I can see you while I'm talking. Um, anyway, uh, so much of what you said, I resonated with. And one of the things that really, um, that really spoke to me was when you said surrender has restored my sight. Um, I just, you know, I, um, it is for me all about surrender. The, the bit about your husband, I had to laugh because um, I notice a lot of things with my husband that are so different now. And one of them being kind of similar to your shirts is um, we have had in our marriage from day one, um, as, as far as dinner, I cook, he cleans. So he doesn't like to cook. He hates to cook. So I do all the cooking, but he does all the cleaning after dinner and he does all the cleaning his way. And he does a wonderful job cleaning, except he leaves all the little pieces of food at the bottom of the sink. And it used to drive me absolutely insane. And I have to tell you that now when I go to the sink later in the evening to put my water cup in the sink or something, and I see those little pieces of food, I just smile. I just smile and say, I love that man. And I rinse out the sink with all the food. And I don't have to say to him anymore, why do you not rinse? It's like, it's just who he is. And I have to have acceptance about that. So that just reminded me of that when you were talking about your husband and his inside out shirts. Um, and then the other part that I really, really liked was when you said, um, you know, that you, you just say out loud, um, you know, I don't like this and I don't want things to be this way. And, and, and saying it out loud just takes the, takes the power out of the situation. And, um, that is, uh, that is key for me. You know, I, um, I don't have to do this alone. I don't, you know, I have my higher power with me all the time and all the people in these rooms for help when I need it. And I don't have to do this alone and I don't have to let situations, you know, uh, control me. And like you said, I feel the feelings, but I don't suffer from them anymore. And that is what I did for so long. I just suffered all the feelings that I had because I was stuck in them. And today I don't have to be stuck in them because of this program. So I'm so grateful to be here. And it was so nice to hear you, Nancy. Thank you. Thank you, Penny. And now the recording will be stopped.